Yeah, I think we put too much pressure on ourselves last time. We were trying to be too serious. We were saying like we have to have specific talking points, I think. And we addressed like political things and like things going on in society. I don't want to yeah. do any of that this time. I just want a half hour yeah. of silliness. <laughs> That's fair. I'm 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 down. Make it totally easy on ourselves. Yeah. The amount of effort that we put into the last one, like half that, and that's what we're going to put into <laughs> this one. Which is honestly going to be kind of impressive. I know, because the, the other one was even more low effort <laughs> than your typical <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but really, I just want to do this because I missed you. And yeah. I really enjoyed doing the podcast and like catching up every once in a while with you. Yeah. We recently... Uh, pretty much ran into each other since I was only there for what 30 minutes I was gonna say we reconnected at a wedding (laughs) yeah reconnected at a wedding even though actually I mean I I saw you relatively or like before that you came up for something and we oh yeah that's right and we went to b-dubs rekindled rekindled I will say that that's that's something I very much appreciate about like our friendship Mm -hmm. is obviously um, we both got married and you know, things change and that's fine. But like we can just get back together and kind of pick up a little bit yeah, um, where we were. And uh, yeah, B-dubs was, was a good, good time catching up with you. I remember the first time we separated, like when I moved away to Pittsburgh and then I came, I moved back like maybe two years later, I think. And I don't think I had seen you really at all within that two years. And then mm-hmm. we met up and you came over to my house and we sat down and we talked for like two hours. And it was like maybe 10 minutes of just like getting the wheels spinning again. And then after that yeah. 10 minutes, it was like no time had passed at all. Yeah. And I remember even then thinking, I appreciate that so much in a friendship because I'm horrible at keeping up with people. So. Same. <laughs> yeah, you are as well. So we need I think both of us need that type of person in our lives that like we can just like hop right back in. Yeah. So what's been going on in your life? So catch up time. Catch up time. I feel like that should I have a I like song that. in and of itself. I know that needs its own time. little bumper. <laughs> <laughs> uh so since the podcast last aired. Um, actually a lot has changed. Well, kind of a lot, a lot in the little, mostly a job. I got a new job. You're working Um, for a super secret organization. Yeah. I can't talk about it. Half of it's secret. (laughs) You told me probably too much. Probably at B-dubs. So I will, I'll, I'll be careful about what I say. And if I need to edit something (laughs) out, you just let me know. But I appreciate it. Your section of the job is not secretive, but no, I do customer service, yeah. which sounds like it would suck, and sometimes it does, but most of the time it doesn't, um, because I deal a lot with uh, like government, uh, not governments, but like fire departments and stuff, municipalities, yeah, and so they're all pretty, pretty nice. You're not dealing it. with like irate Karens all day long, right? Actually, there are very little women that I come in contact with 
which like isn't like not not like <laughs> you that. sounded I'm so happy with but, <laughs> <laughs> but you said Karen and Karen is typically a woman uh, but yeah it's mostly mostly dudes on the fire trucks up in the Bronx so, are they in the Bronx do they have the accent yeah, yeah we got a lot of a lot of customers up on the East Coast that's actually really sick yeah so. Uh, so yeah, I started that job in May of this year of, of 2021, the year of our Lord. <laughs> and, uh, it's been good, good change for us. And um, yeah, you almost started that camp life. You bought a a camper. Yeah, was it a fifth wheel? It was a fifth wheel, and it was older though, like from uh, the 90s, right? Ninety nine, which um, but. According to who you talk to, that's like the year to buy them because the new ones apparently are less quality than the older ones. That's what, that's what I've heard. I will say, I mean, this one was in great shape and seemed like it was built well. And uh, yeah, we bought it in April and then had to buy a truck. And then I changed jobs in May mm-hmm. and realized <laughs> I don't have any vacation time to use this this year. <laughs> and uh so we ended up selling it to to pay off some some debts, and uh, so I, yeah, we had it for like a month. Did you even camp in it? <laughs> Did you even sleep in it at night? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like actually. Well, we had a trip planned, like a test trip. We were going to go down to Round Lake, yeah, and set up for the weekend and. Uh, try out everything. It was close to home. So if anything went wrong, we come back home. And literally the night before we were driving, we were in the truck driving to Menards to pick up a few things and a caliper locked up on the truck. Oh no. And so we couldn't go on that trip. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the closest we got to camping in our camper. You didn't even though, like you knew you were going to sell it. You didn't even just set it up in the driveway and just sleep in there at night. No, I mean, like we set it up, um, but it was actually, we we did set it up for like a weekend. We were going to stay in it. Mm-hmm. And that night, um, it was shortly after I changed jobs and we were sitting around, we had our fire pit out on our driveway and we were sitting around talking and we both kind of had been thinking about, you know, should we keep this or not? Like separately? Um, and you know, the, around the fire is where conversations happen. Yes. I feel like. Yes. And so like it, it slowly came out on both of our ends that we were both on the same page of like, this really sucks, but it's probably a better idea to get rid of this. And so we're like, we're not even going to sleep in it. So that way we can just clean, you know, (laughs) clean break. (laughs) So I guess that was the closest we got to staying, Uh, staying in it. That's such a bummer. I was so stoked when you got that because I could just see the life that you could be living. <laughs> no, and I want a camper still at some point in the future. But we were able to speed up our timeline of things a little bit by getting rid of it now. Yeah. Since I changed jobs. Right. So I think a camper for me is too much <laughs> of a hassle. It's too much of a, of a responsibility. Like it's a it's a second house essentially. I that's a fair assessment because I will say 
um, you know, it was parked in our driveway and you know, our driveway, but for our thousands of listeners, <laughs> um, the parking area over top of it, our neighbor has this really old tree, mm-hmm. really big, really cool looking, but like half it's dead and overhangs our driveway. And <clears throat> I was always worried with that camper parked there because it was the only place I could put it that a tr- uh, half of the tree is just going to mm-hmm. crash down onto this camper. Right. And even though I had insurance on it, like it was just a constant thought in my mind. I'm going to be, this is going to get crushed and I'm going to be out and I'm going to have to figure out what to do with it. Um, so yeah, wait till you, to your assessment is fair. Wait till you actually own a house and then every little Creek. <laughs> <laughs> Just like what is it? Just this a dollar time? sign. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been up to? That actually, I think that's news in and of itself, isn't it? Is it? I, I really think. nothing. I don't think my life has even changed at all since the last podcast. Well, I guess I was buy- in the process of buying a house yeah. towards the end of the podcast. I now live in said house. Other than that, like the job is still the same. The wife is still the same, which is a, a good thing. Same wife, yeah. Same yeah, wife. It's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Beyond that, really, I'm just kind of chugging through life at this point. Yeah. So not a whole lot new with me. It was just that wedding that we were just up. It was my sister-in-law and one of my friends. and Who's now your brother-in-law. Who's now my brother-in-law. That's right. Which I'm actually pretty stoked about. Because I've never, yeah. I didn't, I don't have a brother. I have an older sister, so he is like perfect brother material. <laughs> How so? <laughs> like he's just annoying enough that you kind of loathe him, but he's also very, <laughs> very much like a like a dog, like a golden retriever that you can't help but love him. That's that's fair. So I think yeah. that's like perfect, like. The way I feel about him is, I think, exactly how I would feel if I had a brother, like towards towards my brother. And it's exciting because now we get to like, like Mandy, my sister-in-law, and then Corey, my brother-in-law, we all get along. Like my wife and me and those two, we all get along as a, as a group very well. And I think that's a really cool thing to have in family. Like mm-hmm. when we start having kids and when they start having kids, like I really do think that hopefully our kids will get along and not like our kids won't beat up their kids all the time. But what if their kids beat up your kids? Oh, I don't think that's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> if they get the half of the amount of the rage that my wife can have. <laughs> But the, th- the thing is, though, Mandy being the younger sibling of your wife, right? the younger sibling is the one that bottles it all up. And so you don't know that it's actually there. Oh, that's true. So do you know the true potential rage? But I am the younger sibling as well in my family, oh. and I do bottle up. So they're getting the bottled with the, they're getting bottled, pure bottled rage, our children. But flip side. Okay. There's two younger siblings with Mandy and Corey. So I don't know if I should say their names or not, but I, I already did. Um, okay. 
so two bottled up, just pressurized little rugrats ready to blow. Sure, there's, but it's all bottled up. But where's that rage? I think you need that rage as like a second ingredient. It it comes when you least expect it, and you have no idea of knowing the true potential. <laughs> so I think the only way that we could possibly figure this out and solve it is wait until Emily and I have kids, and until Corey and Mandy have kids, and then put them in a ring. Kid fight. Kid fight. <laughs> Kid fight. <laughs> backyard kid fight. <laughs> That's right. It has to be in a backyard. My kids will be the ref. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids will just be so chill. <laughs> I'm picturing I'm picturing a mini like WWE uh-huh. ring. Uh-huh. A hell in the cell. <laughs> yes, yes. And like my kid, one's a referee on the outside, and the other one's the announcer <laughs> calling the action. The Vin- of your kids is one of throwing the- each other off the top. One of your kids, like the Vince McMahon, like the owner. <laughs> you have to have three kids now, so one can be like the Vince McMahon, <laughs> the owner. My kids are business minded. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> They're business-minded because I make them be. That's right. Basically, we're going to make a child labor WWE is what we've stumbled across here. Pretty much, yes. I think people would pay to watch that. I think so. It's safe. We'll have a medic on standby, obviously. We'll have to figure out whose kid that will be, but yes. (laughs) Well, I don't want to have more than two. You said three, and I think that might be pushing it for me. So Corey and Mandy have to pick up the slack then. Yes. They have to have yes. like 16 kids to fill up the roster. He's in ministry, so that makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. <laughs> I want to I want to touch back on circle back to since we're on a Zoom meeting, let's circle back to the camp life. Yes. The I agree with everything we said about the the tr- the like the fifth wheel being too much, a little bit too much, mm-hmm. at least for me. But I think that I would really like to do like one of those, uh, like conversion vans. Oh, like, that'd be sick! Honest, it's like camping, but on like a smaller scale, or like fifth wheeling, but like on a smaller scale. Like that's what I really want to do, and just like go out west. Yeah, and just park it. I've tried to convince my wife for us to do that full time. <laughs> and she said no. And then she brings up like, well, what are we going to do for jobs? And Instagram. She's got to think about it. Instagram yeah. is your new job. Perfect. You know, I did delete my Instagram. Did you really? Deleted Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Still have Twitter, which mm. some would argue is the worst, but I use it for news. So anyway. <laughs> it, it's also horrible to get your news from. <laughs> I follow um I follow all sides so I get the <laughs> true unbiased view. Do you feel like you do? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could do that. Like you could follow both sides but the algorithm is still going to get you. Yeah. Like the yeah, algorithm knows where you are and it's going to cater. I will say I will say though in terms of like Twitter versus Instagram 
Instagram, like, you know, that cert or whatever. I don't even know what it's the little thing where you see everything. Yeah. It's the algorithm part. Right. Um, on Twitter, there's a lot less of that because like if you stick to your news feed, I mean, there's a few ads, but like mm-hmm. you're not going to see stuff you didn't follow. Mm. If that makes sense. Right. Now on the trending page, yeah, you, you get that. But I try to stick with just like the followed sections. But so do like, you feel like even though you follow both sides, do you feel like you're still <laughs> like kind of within that bubble that you've curated of things that you oh, yeah, follow and, on both sides? And and honestly, both sides is a stretch. So <laughs> and I totally admit that. But for the most part, me getting rid of like Instagram and stuff wasn't necessarily for political argument wise. It was, I don't need to see people that I went to high school with 10, well now going on 12 years ago, um, what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's the people that I like vaguely know it was just too much. Like, I don't even care what they were posting. Yeah. Like I noticed a difference in my mood and kind of my world just felt smaller, I guess, but also deeper Yeah, when I got rid of it. Yeah. Because like now if I want to <coughs> see, you know, what my friends are doing, like I text them as opposed to just looking at their feed and then there's no interaction. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. And it kind of, I, I like keeping a small, very small group of friends anyway. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of narrows that down even more. Yeah. Um, sorry, I totally derailed your van life experience. It's okay. I think it had come to its natural end. <laughs> Is that a brand new shirt? Did you just buy that shirt? No. It has a Are crease. Stain? No, it has a crease down the middle. Or is that a stain? Is it a crease and a stain? Like right here? Yeah. Is that a crease? Like a fold crease? Well, this is a stain here. Okay, yeah. I see that. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. But above it. No. I don't know. I think it's just wrinkly. It looks like a crease though. Like a fold crease. Like an ironed on crease? Yeah. Creased your jeans? <laughs> no. I don't think it's a crease. Oh, well, I mean, there might be a little bit of one right there. With with the stain, the vibe looks like you just pulled it out of the packet, put it on, immediately stained it. <laughs> I mean, I probably did do something of the sort. <laughs> I just stained my one of my favorite polos for work. Oh no! The other day, on lunch, and so I had to wear the stain the rest of the day. Did I tell you about the stain that I put on one of my only work shirts when I was working at the bookstore? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, for context, I used to work at a bookstore when I was like I had just moved out of my parents' house, living in a new city all by myself. Broke as a joke, got a part-time job at a bookstore along with working in a recording studio to help supplement my income. And I was so poor that I could only afford one white polo shirt. That was our uniform, was like khaki pants and a white polo shirt. That was all I could afford was my one Typical Christian. Typical Christian, yeah. (laughs) But I got a cyst in my belly button. Ooh. And it grew and grew, and it was so painful. Ooh. It was massive, dude. This cyst, like it filled up my entire belly button, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do anything about it because I was broke and I didn't want to go to the hospital or anything. 
<laughs> and I didn't want to poke it myself because it was too painful. Like, I didn't want to pop it myself. And then one day at work, it burst. And it Ooh. just completely stained the front of my shirt. <laughs> he had a pus-stained white polo. Pus and I took it home and I washed it as best I could, but I couldn't quite get it out. So, <laughs> so that I just had to wear this white polo with like a, a hint of a pus stain around the belly button. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I never heard that story. Yeah. That I pus polo. I <laughs> I have I'm pretty bad at that of not going to the hospital for things that are wrong or just not telling anybody. <laughs> yeah. I do that and then freak myself out about it. Yeah. Do you freak your wife out about it? Uh no. I typically just like won't say it until it's to the point where I can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. I actually got yelled at for that. Not really yelled at. It wasn't a yelling, but I got a, a stern talking to from my wife about my tendency. Is that to do the that. rage you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna hear about that too. <laughs> um, but again, with cysts, um, your wife was at this wedding. She was in it. We were both in it, part of the bridal party. And I was just hanging out in some of the downtime that we had. And I confided in your wife about this because she was telling me about a problem that she had had with a tooth mm. recently. And then I uh, swapped a story about how I had recently a cyst on the inside of my mouth on my cheek. You insist, man. I know. I My body is not healthy. But... <laughs> This cyst was like so painful. I could only chew on one side of my mouth. And then I was reading, like, I didn't want to go anywhere to have this thing looked at because I knew eventually it would just go away, just like the belly button cyst. <laughs> just pops on, <laughs> it just its, pops own. on its own. Then <laughs> I can just drink the pus. <laughs> <laughs> this one actually just like shrunk. It didn't pop, luckily. It just like shrunk and went away. But I was reading that cysts or infections or really anything like infectious within your mouth is kind of a dangerous thing because it's so close to your brain. And then I was just telling all this to your wife and apparently my wife overheard and she was not happy about it. <laughs> naturally, yeah. Naturally. And then we had like a five-hour car ride home. <laughs> And everything was literally fine until like I think like the last half hour of the drive. And then all of a sudden she's like, you have to tell me when something's wrong with you. <laughs> did you learn your lesson? I did. I mean, I will probably, the next thing that's wrong, I will probably tell her. Hey, speaking of that wedding. Yeah. Is... is Enough time passed to tell a story. Oh, yes. I think enough time, like the, what is that called? Um, Statue of Limitations. Statue of Limitations. It's seven years, but for what we did. Been two weeks. What we did, two weeks is enough. Would <laughs> <laughs> you like to tell it? Uh, you go for it. I'm not a very good storyteller, but I tend to start and then I don't know how to end. You? How about you start it and then if you need help, I'll, I'll 
come in, I'll swoop in. And then if I stutter Perfect. out, then you can swoop back in. We'll swoop each we'll other. We'll swoop each other. <laughs> so for reference, this wedding of which we've been talking about uh, two weeks ago, roughly, I think. And me starting a new job, I couldn't get off work early. I worked till five. So my frame of reference is I showed up, I walked in and I heard the pronouncement and pronouncement everyone. Yeah. The, I now pronounce you uh, man and wife. I didn't know that was called a pronouncement. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's called a pronouncement. Mm-hmm. And so I pretty much just showed up at the tail end, uh, enjoyed the reception. And then there was a sparkler send off, which cool, right? You think like the little, little sparklers you get on 4th of July playing with? No, 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 sir. no. Donnie, explain the size of these sparklers. These sparklers were as long as your leg. Easy. Easy, easily as long as your leg. If you're a tall had, person. Longer if you're a short person. They were girthy too. These were some <laughs> long girthy sparklers. They're like sparkler logs. Yeah, yeah. And Which, which made sense because they lasted a long time. Nice and bright. For photos and mm-hmm. and whatnot, mm-hmm. so do the sparkler send off. Everyone's having a great time. You're holding your sparkler up. Well, then they leave, and we're cleaning everything up. A lot of people were, you know, were helping, so it didn't take all that long. But Donnie and I realized, hey, there's this bucket of unused sparklers, and we're like, well, we got to do something with them. No how many? Really how many need. sparklers would you would you guesstimate? Oh, jeez, I mean. They were enough where one person couldn't really hold them all. You managed, so had, you managed to hold them all, but it was but a struggle. It, yes, we had to split them. So I think I was holding probably, uh, I don't know, five inch diameter round yes. worth yes. Um, of these sparklers. Again, long as your leg, girth of... A hickory switch. A hickory switch. And almost a number two pencil, but not quite. That's actually a very accurate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's not even, yeah, exaggerated. We're like, hey, we can get rid of these. And we basically got the whatever, just like get out of our way kind of feel, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I pled our case to like three different people. <laughs> Like, we wanted to make sure we had to go ahead. Yeah, like my mother-in-law, I think I asked my wife even, like, hey, there's all these used sparklers. Pudge and I will get rid of them for you if you want us to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they were basically like, yeah, whatever, go ahead. So we made our way to the parking lot. Uh, we were right at the edge of the grass and this new nice pavement. Yes. And it had rained, so like we we're like, you know, if we throw it, you know, in the grass, it's not going to do anything because it just rained. Right. So, did we did we stack all of them back together? I don't remember. Yeah. So you were actually holding all of them. Somehow you managed to get your meaty paws. That's around true. All of those so sparklers, meaty. holding them together. And the plan was, I was just going to get them started, and then once they were started, we were going to split the stack in half, and I would grab half the stack from you and you would continue to hold the other half of the stack and we would watch them burn. And (laughs) 
singularly, like one of these sparklers when it's just by itself, I think it would, how long did those things burn for? Like two or three minutes at least? Oh, at least. Yeah. Cause you just kind of had to stand there after they were long gone. <laughs> right. They had, Mandy. they had peeled out. They were halfway to Cincinnati. <laughs> we're all just standing here. And we're still standing holding there our, with our sparklers. sparklers. Yeah. So we're standing okay. there. Sparklers burning out. They're gone. But we had them all together in a big bunch. And I think that's where we went wrong. I don't think, yes. really, I don't think anybody could have seen what what happened coming. Like, no. scientists would have examined these sparklers and said, oh, I, I foresee no no possible bad thing happening with this. No, because this, I think, was just an anomaly in the universe. I think so, too. I think somebody had poured gas on those things. I think so. Because as I was holding them, and Donnie lit the one, it was three seconds. Three seconds. <laughs> and immediately too hot for me to be holding. <laughs> like, singed my hand hair. <laughs> Did and, it really? You know, yes. Oh, and the sparklers gosh, show that. Yeah, are metal. And so you're holding the metal, which immediately got hot. <laughs> And so I just dropped them and you couldn't even go near them. <laughs> it was hot. It was <laughs> so freaking hot. It was a cacophony of, of sparklers. And in my peril, I did not get them into the grass. Well, I think it's a good thing. I think you did the right thing by you just dropped them straight to the pavement. And on this new asphalt. On this new asphalt. And they it was like a like a bonfire of sparklers. <laughs> But it was so quick and it was over so soon. But it, it was just like, the, but we went to clean, like pick them up and you couldn't touch them. Yeah, they were so hot. So hot. So we had to wait. Actually, no, we got buckets. We got buckets of water and dumped it on this pile of burnt sparklers, smoldering sparklers. It was like the sizzle. Yeah, it hissed. Yeah. We begin to clean up these sparklers. And we're realizing as we're picking up each of these burnt metal twigs that the pavement beneath has been scorched. (laughs) Where you could see pretty much the individual sticks (laughs) playing. You You could immediately tell. There had like if you were a detective and you had to come in and say see what happened, you could tell there was a big pile of sparklers that somebody lit off, and then yes. there were little sparklers around that had also fallen off. Oh, I forgot about the little ones. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of panicked. It looked purposeful. Yeah, it looked very vengeful. <laughs> Especially because, again, this asphalt was looked pretty much new. Yeah. So I think we just started getting buckets of water. Yep. And tr- trying to cover up our... Trying to wash it away. Trying to wash our atro- atrocities away. <laughs> but I think the heat... Like, how? I think that guy... How hot is the sun? No idea. Okay, well, we're not going to Google anything on this podcast. But no. I I did have um, kind of the epiphany. I was talking with somebody about this podcast and how we would both, back in the day, we would both just agree upon something. 
<laughs> and even if we were wrong, I I said to, if two people agree on something, then it's a then it's a fact. So, how hot is the sun? That's Let's say dangerous <laughs> statement in today's climate. Go that, ahead. That, that's true. That's, that's super true. <laughs> Let's say the sun is. Do you want to agree upon like ninety three billion degrees? Yes, I've heard that. Okay, it might be that might be how how many miles away it is, but I also think it's a degree for every mile. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so the sun is ninety three billion degrees. I think this was like the the smoldering the heat from these sparklers was what would be like an eighth of that. Eight billion. Eight billion? It was eight billion degrees. <laughs> yeah, it was freaking hot. Hot enough, I think, to remelt the asphalt underneath it. I think that's what happened. We probably reshaped that parking lot. <laughs> we did. The whole structural integrity of that parking <laughs> lot is now compromised. <laughs> We're admitting to a lot of stuff right now. <laughs> we are, yeah. I'm pretty sure, though, eventually, like the char the the whatever you want to call that from the sparklers will wash away with yeah. with time but i think that literally it got so hot that it indented the asphalt yeah no i yes that's accurate and this venue this place is at it's a campground where Corey, the groomsmen's the, the groom, his dad works. So his dad's going to be there every day. Eventually he's going to see this. It, it's in a very predominant spot. <laughs> he's yes. probably already seen it and he's probably already mad. Probably. And we're topping to everything. Yeah. We left our mark and now he will think of us. Every time he sees that char. He'll be reminded. I felt a little bad about it. I honestly, I think I might be a sociopath because I did not feel <laughs> even a little bit bad about it. It's fair. Like I didn't, I didn't care at all. It's a mark in pavement. Yeah, like you said, that will wear off. Yeah, I don't know. But that was. I needed that too. It would have been a very stressful long week. Yeah. I needed just some shenanigans. That's and I'm glad that I could help provide that. For sure. For sure. I think too, like <clears throat> I'd been around Corey's groomsmen all week. And I I don't really like new people. And it was just very difficult for me to like I had to force myself to be around to hang out. Yeah. And yeah. but I wanted to be there for Corey and to support him, but it was very difficult. So then I saw you there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a person that I know that I'm familiar with. And I just kind of went overboard <laughs> with like excitement. You know, I tried to burn the place down. <laughs> we tried to burn it down. <laughs> no, I, I agree. It was fun. It was yeah, especially now since you're gone, I don't really have that kind of shenanigan. We've done a lot of shenanigans in the past. 
Am I the instigator in your life? You might actually might be. Like I'm thinking back on different things, like the bear mace incident. <laughs> and I've been around for um, all of it. Yeah, and you weren't necessarily the participant, but you definitely shot some bear mace. True, yeah. I've always you ate ate some bear mace. That's true. Yeah. So you're just kind of there. I've actually now that I think back on my life, that is always how I've been. In school, <laughs> I was so good at like getting like seeing two people that were friends that were like when the right situations were presented to them, they could be a real handful and a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And I would like purposefully like instigate just to get them going mm-hmm. like in the middle of class. And then I would back out like right before the teacher like got in and like disciplined. Yeah. So, and then my wife tells me that I'm an instigator because I'll just poke buttons all the time. That's fair. You're the younger sibling. I'm the younger sibling for sure. Who knows knows how to push buttons but also has learned where the line is from the older sibling. That's true. And know when to just like you said, push right up to the edge. Yep. Back off back and off. then let the the carnage happen. That's true. Man, I enjoy that so much. <laughs> <coughs> you want to wrap this bird up? Let's wrap it up. Um, I'm not going to be keeping up really with our email or anything. <laughs> pretty I, much if you know us personally, text us if you have anything. Yeah, pretty much. Like we want to give us topics because this was our first one back in a while and there were some moments yeah. of struggle to get through this thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should really keep these outros kind of shorter. Yes. I think that's something that, we, did, that did not test. We well. really like to drag them on last time. <laughs> yeah. We did the Ohio goodbye in podcast form. Yeah, that's or true. Midwest goodbye, I guess is what it's called. Yeah, the Midwest goodbye. We should do the uh the old Irish goodbye on these things. Just cut it off at random point. Yeah, like see ya. Yeah. Not even say see ya. What what do we say? Irish goodbye, you just disappear. Oh, okay. A little bit worse than I thought it'd be, but not as bad as it could have gotten. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I was just, I mean, I was expecting topics like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But I don't think that's how but, either of us are. Well, also to our point though, like <coughs> there hasn't really been a ton going happening in our li- like personal lives. I know. <laughs> that's why we got to think outside the box. Like we're going to have to come up with like some pre- COVID stuff. No, like pre-planned questions. Oh, like how many kids could you could you take on? Like how many how many fourth graders could you? you know, eh, how many kindergartners? Like a field of kindergartners. How many could you kill before they overtook you? Oh. I say all of them. <coughs> Probably. Honestly, Let's get hitting the nuts. Yeah, I can't keep going after the, getting in the nuts. The only thing that would slow me down is just my own physicality and getting tired. <laughs> or your knees. <laughs> or my knees. 
And that's right. That's the level that they're at. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're right at knee Punch level. you right in the knee. So if they figure out, if somehow one of them figures out that the knees are the weakness and communicates that to the rest of them. They could be throwing right hooks to your knee. <laughs> Just all day long.